1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code STUFF at checkout and you'll get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful.
1: Hey, guys. We are going to be live in person. Not just disembodied voices, but just standing there. Yeah. Hair and all. Clothes on. Most likely. Probably. yeah. From the waist down, at least. (laughs) Right. We're like reverse Donald Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going topless? I
0: guess. I never forget. He just wore a shirt and a hat. Yeah, he didn't have on pants. (laughs) Right. Wow. Anyway, we're doing a live show. That's right. We're doing several live shows for our Warmer Climbs winter tour, and uh, we're sold out in San Francisco. Boom. San Diego. Capow, And Austin. (sighs) So you guys are on our Christmas list for next year. Yeah, you are. Uh, But there are still tickets available in uh, Dallas. And um, Atlanta. Uh, on a different list. Boo. And Birmingham. And Birmingham and uh, New Orleans. You can yeah, see get seats right. there. Man, we're all over the map. That's right. So just go to sysklive.com, powered by Squarespace. Yeah. As is our tour. Yes. And uh, go check it out, man. We'll see you in January, right? Yes. You got any other tidbits? No. Okay. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Jerry's in the house. We're back to basics. Yeah, we're doing a social sciences episode. Oh man! I mean, we're all right, man. We get to tear it apart. (laughs) You uh, you believe in body language? Sure. Watch this.
0: You're winking and shouldering and nodding your head and you're loosening up and you're doing some weird biting thing. What did I say? (laughs) Uh, You said I'm feeling silly. (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly
1: what I was saying. How about that? Yeah, it said I've had a diet Mountain Dew and I'm pepped up. Ah, okay. That's I what I was saying. I missed the... Uh... Now I'm crashing. <laughs> and he's down. Uh, you doing good? Yeah. I'm hanging on by a thread. Are you? Sure. We can make it through this, man. You you can do this in your sleep. Okay.
0: Don't go to sleep. Okay. It would be so boring. You could theoretically do this in your sleep. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: Yeah. Um... So body language, it is a thing. I yeah. When I was researching, I was like, this is junk science. There's no way this is real. And I could not find anything that just said, like, yes, body language is obviously junk science. Apparently, it's very well-established and well-reputed. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand, like, like yes, there is such a thing as body language. Yeah, and It's sure. rooted in, the, in evolution. Yeah. It's basically evidence of evolution from an animalian ancestor. Yeah. But- the idea that like you can read somebody, especially like that facial coding system, it just struck me as really like junky.
0: Yeah, well, we did. Um, I could have sworn we had done this one when I suggested we did micro expressions. Yeah, we did that in I think two thousand nine, and I don't remember how I weighed in on it back then. So I'm just going to start a new. Yes, it may it may be a different take. I have well, no idea. People grow and change their opinions evolve. You know. Well, here's what I think. Of course, body language is real. And it can tell you a lot, can tell you a lot, uh-huh. but it can also, mis- you can be misdirected very easily. Sure. And, uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but I found some stuff from a former FBI guy even uh, that doesn't say it's junk science, but he's like, you can fool somebody too if you're a sociopath. You know this about body language and right. micro expressions. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's a myth that. Uh, That's how I get by. <laughs> apparently, it's a myth that uh, eye con- or uh, not having eye contact means deception. Um, while it can, his whole point is they've done studies over the years, and habitual liars, uh, and antisocials, and psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, have the most eye contact. Apparently.
1: I would, probably because there's that myth. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a self fulfilling myth.
0: Yeah, Ted Bundy was probably like, I got to make great right. eye contact I mean, with I'm, everyone I'm I looking speak Looking into with. your soul. Otherwise, the jig will be up. Right. And I won't get to kill people any longer. My I, favorite thing.
1: Right. And then, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of myth. There's that. There's that one myth also where like you look up into the right or up into the left if you're lying or recalling. Yeah. Remember, I can't remember we de- we debunked that in something here or there a while back.
0: Yeah, I think I think body language is fun to talk about and study, but when you're convicting someone a, a, as a jury right. based on micro-expressions. Yes,
1: there's where the junk science comes in for me.
0: It gets a little dangerous. And not
1: just with body language, too. We need to do a whole episode on forensics in general and just how junky the science that yeah. most of it is based on it's basically the only thing that's that's less standing is DNA, and even that can be wildly misinterpreted. Yeah. And we're using this to, like, execute people. Yeah. And there, there's a big problem with it. So I think we've arrived at my problem with it. It's junk science when you apply it for, like, law enforcement. Yeah, as fact. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So... Uh, can we be done? <laughs> <laughs> this is the other thing that got me, too. Um, Albert Mehrabian... Mah- uh, <laughs> I totally nailed that guy's name. I
0: bet the H is silent. Moravian? Moravian? I bet it's just Moravian, not Mahurabian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Dr.
1: Moravian, uh, back in 1981, said that in the first four minutes of meeting someone, our facial expressions account for 65% of the impression we make. 7% of that impression comes from our actual words. While the remainder of the information comes from our tone of voice, yeah, that I um, think is what made me think, like, no, this is all BS. Yeah, because it sounds uh, who can who can say that? You can't. Maybe in
0: 1981 you could get away with that crap.
1: Not in 2015. (laughs) No, 16.
0: Yeah, you lived in the past. Uh, Yeah, Morabian was uh, he's he was probably one of the first (laughs) researchers uh, to study this in the 1940s out of UCLA. And um I agree. You, you can't just break down percentages. I think what he really means to say, if I may speak for him, yes. is facial expressions and tone of voice account for a lot, of, a lot of what you're getting out of a person.
1: And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. <laughs> and the words account maybe for even less than those two things combined. I think people would agree with that, too. I think yeah. it's when you quantify it. Yeah, sure. 7%. He just said that just because it sounds... Authoritative,
0: yeah, because he like he fed it into the uh, percentage three uh, maker three thousand, <laughs> and, and it spit it out. Yeah, uh, but that is not to miss the point that uh, communicating um, inadvertently is something through, that we all do through body language. Sure,
1: yeah. There was a there's a great quote I ran across on a Psychology Today post. Um, it was it, the quote comes from a 16th century Scottish mathematician named John Napier. And he said, "If language was given to men to conceal their... Oh, you found it too, huh? Yeah, it's, it's a good a, one. It's about as good a quote of, of body language as you can come up with. You do it, Chuck. No, you—you you were already halfway through. You do through. better, 16th-century Scottish <laughs> oh, mathematicians. Than no me. way,
0: I'm not doing it. Do
1: Sean Connery
0: reading this? <laughs> oh, man, if language was given to men to conceal <laughs> their thoughts, then gestures' purpose was to disclose them. That's perfect. <laughs> not bad." That was a dead-on John Napier. It's not as good as my Christoph Waltz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, he, Napier makes a pretty good point. Like, yeah, you can. Language has all sorts of structure and can be mastered. Body language is much of it is is just inadvertent, and we don't even realize necessarily when you're picking up on it. You just get this weird gut feeling that, uh, and, no, I don't trust this car salesman, or. I want to give this car salesman all my money, depending on the body language.
0: Yeah, and um, it's pretty clear that this started a long time ago. Like, it predates language. Right. um, Because who wrote this, by the way? This is a Patrick Kiger joint. Oh, Kiger? Yeah. Uh, Kiger says, um, rightfully, that in Tuk-Tuk's age, you didn't have a lot of time to suss things out. Right. Like, uh, up close and personal. You know, once you got close enough within striking distance... You can be stricken. Yeah, you might already have that club upside your head. Right. Or that rock in your face. Yeah. So you needed to judge someone's body language as they approach you to survive.
1: Yes. You know? So so body language makes sense. And you would also presuppose that since we are descended from animals, and animals clearly do engage in body language. Yeah. um, That body language would be older than language. Although this this article says that language didn't exist until about 100,000 years ago. That's under dispute Oh, really? Possibly as much as a million years ago, people were using some sort of verbal communication. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Neanderthals apparently also had language, probably. Interesting. It is pretty interesting.
0: I'd like to do one on um, animal communication. Have we not? I think we touched on it here and there, but I know there's a lot of... uh, Things like cats purring and tails wagging on dogs that are misinterpreted, yeah, um, or like a wolf growling. I think that means "come pet me." <laughs> right. You know, it's often misinterpreted right. as a warning. Come take this steak out of my <laughs> mouth if you dare. Uh, should we take a break? Sure. All right, let's take a quick one, and uh, we're going to get back and explain a little bit more about uh, what one researcher calls "thin slices of experience." So, Josh, I said something about thin slices of experience, and I'm not talking about the uh, the roast beef line at the buffet, which is great thin slices. Well, those are the carving station. Yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. worked a carving station?
1: Have I ever worked one? Yeah, I've hung around one long yeah. enough that
0: I basically <laughs> should have been paid, but I was just eating. What do you wait for the next uh, roast to come out so you can get the end cut?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know I've never been into end cuts, whether oh, it be a loaf of bread or. Uh,
0: cut of meat oh really like a prime rib end cut yeah no oh daddy that's good isn't it all salt maybe that's why i love it you like the salt huh oh yeah
1: yeah the south to me it's like the the closer you get to the middle the juicier it I like well that's lower too. cooked yeah. yeah
0: and a little uh a little rarer in the middle right uh, obviously
1: yeah so i think that's my problem with the end of anything it's, so either, it's undercooked you know i have a theory overcooked.
0: about uh why people don't like to eat the crust Why? Because it's called crust. And that might be part of it. If like a hundred years ago, they named it like the... The The butterfly? Yeah, the butterfly slice. Yeah. People would have been like (laughs) fighting for it. Yeah. Like the butterfly slice is delicious. Yeah.
1: Have you ever heard George Carlin's little take on that end slice that everybody always goes past? uh -uh. They're like, I'm not going to eat that. That's the poison piece of bread. I'll I'll leave that for my family to eat.
0: (laughs) Wait, I guess the end piece isn't called the crust, though, is it? The crust is what's around... But it's all crust. That's the problem with it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Sure. It's nothing but crust. Yeah.
1: Not but crust. It's nothing but crust.
0: I think the other weird... Man, this is a... <laughs> you're so juvenile. This is a strange tangent. <laughs> um, I think the other problem with the bread end pieces is that eating one end piece with a regular slice is a little weird. Oh, it's... Yeah. But getting that other slice off the tail end is not very feasible or efficient. No. To make two crust pieces.
1: No, but that frequently is the last sandwich that's made out of the loaf. Because yeah. that one end piece has been hanging around. Yeah, yeah. And so then it finally it works its, its way to its mate. Yeah. <laughs> and then you stick some turkey in it and weep quietly while you eat your terrible sandwich. Man. Thin slices.
0: Where were we? Thin slices. Experience. Yes. This is a professor uh, of psychology uh, named uh, Nalini Mbadi. Mbadi. Huh. from tufts university shout out to my buddy robert shahade from high school okay he works at tufts oh speaking of you know there's a kid with like a really huge hit single out right now
1: from your high school really i think your high school is shown in the music video it's um watch me whip watch me nay nay it's read in yeah
0: weird yeah silento so i'm no longer the most famous person from no, my high school you were until about <laughs> six months ago and I will be again in another six months. Maybe
1: it's a pretty, pretty catchy single. It's a hot, hot, hot track.
0: Now we actually we had several professional athletes that are much more popular than me. Who? Uh We had a professional punter. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I, I maybe you more told popular. me that before. Yeah, we have we've had a few. There's a baseball player. Uh, we had a punter. Travis Tritt went to my high school. Shut up. Really? No. See, that's big time. Yeah. I yeah, Travis True big. Yeah, I don't have any, like, superstars. Luke Bryan went to Yumi's high school. Man, you guys... Where'd you go? Beverly Hills 90210? <laughs> yeah. With <laughs> Shannon Doherty. Uh, oh, boy. Here we go again. Thin Slices from Tufts University. Well, let's, let's talk about the Thin Slices
1: thing, man. Um, the... You said earlier that it would be very advantageous, evolutionarily speaking, mm-hmm. to be able to read maybe the rough intentions of some other hunter-gatherer yeah. 100,000 years ago. Read the room. Like from a distance before they could hit you with a rock, right? Yes. If that was their intent. Sure. Well, just as much, you want to be able to like walk through the world and be threatened by stuff and to make snap judgments about it based
0: on things like
1: body language.
0: Yeah. Same thing, and this
1: this is what the thin slices has to
0: do with. Yeah, they're just those first few seconds when you meet somebody, and uh, I mean, some people may just call it a gut instinct about somebody, but what you're probably doing is reading body language. Right. That's what that gut instinct is. Yes. And those things are processed and generated in, I think, the limbic system, where emotions and feelings are processed in the brain? Yeah, limbic system, from what I understand. <laughs> That's right, which... um she thinks, and I agree with her, that it might explain why we have such, uh, such a, like a powerful gut instinct about some people when we first meet them, because it's tied to emotion. Yeah,
1: and the whole point is, is uh, this guy will cut your throat if you turn your back on him. Right. Probably not, but in our modern context, it's you know this guy will inflate the price of the car you want to buy right. if you if you're not careful yeah it's, it's it's this totally different things but it's based on the same principle it's all based on body language and we're able to make snap judgments that we can't even stop and really analyze what it was that person did or what it was about them right we just know that we trust them or don't or we feel comfortable around them or not or we fear them or we don't yeah based on this body language and, and what um, this professor is saying is we have a very ancient part of our brain that that is responsible for processing this stuff
0: yeah, and I think um, just for me personally, I think if you try to focus on that too much, uh-huh. then you're not doing yourselves any favors. Like, let it be innate.
1: Well, yeah, there's some people who coach this kind of stuff. Yeah, that apparently say no. Do all sorts of crazy, weird stuff, which we'll talk about later.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, but what you're looking at um, are the, there's three different categories, I guess: um, innate, learned, and some that are both hybrid uh, expressions and postures and things that you do. And, like, for instance, you're born with, like, you can blush. That's an innate thing. You, you blush. You right. don't mean to blush. Especially when somebody's staring at your cheek. Yeah, I don't think you can make yourself blush. Watch this. So <laughs> just think about hot things in your mouth. <laughs> just tighten up your core. Uh, uh, so that's the innate side. Learned would be things like um, hanging someone a bird. Yeah. Out the car window. Right. uh, Because everyone knows what that means. Depending on where you are. And you've learned it.
1: Yeah, that's not something you're born doing. (laughs) Like,
0: yeah, I got your diaper right here. Come (laughs) change it. a photo of a baby accidentally shooting a bird is one of the great things. Sure. Can we agree? But it's accidental. There's no meaning
1: attached to it. That's what you think. Um, And then there's hybrid hybrid gestures that are like, um, shrugging is a really good example. It's something, you know, you naturally shrug, right? Right. But it, it's, it's not contextual until you learn what to attach, attach it to. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. You're not born being like, I don't know.
0: Right. Or you, or you, you cry, but you've also learned that crying can, uh, get you something maybe. Right. Like a cry in- to get out of a, uh, traffic ticket or something. Sure. Or to or- gain sympathy.
1: It can chase your parents off to the bar. Crying? Yeah. Yeah. One of those. (laughs) Uh, And then, Chuck, I said something uh, about how, you know, flipping somebody a bird, everybody knows what that means. It does depend on where you are. Sure. Because there is, especially with learned, so I think innate body language is virtually universal. Stuff that you couldn't possibly control. Like, uh, I can't remember why I read it, but if you take a bite of something putrid Mm -hmm. and you make that horrible, like, disgusted face, like, oh, my God, I, I'm about to vomit everywhere. Right. Everybody who's watching you doesn't have to go, give me that, and then take a bite and taste it themselves. Right. They can look at your face and be like, I'm not going anywhere near that piece of feces that guy just took a bite of.
0: Yeah. Or the. That's uh, how we all learn not to eat feces. Yeah, but there's also the human thing where you're like, oh, God, smell this. Right. That's the person who wants
1: it. everyone else to, to yeah. suffer like they just did. But everybody else has just been communicated to by that innate right face, that nasty face that you would make when you eat something disgusting. And again, that evolutionarily, that, that protects us in that respect. Yeah. Innate stuff. So that's universal. Sure. But it's the learned stuff that's culturally dependent.
0: Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, they have a few examples in the article. Um, uh, smiling in the U.S. might mean, in the United States, might mean you're happy. Uh, apparently, in Asia, it might say, I agree with you. Those are right. pretty close. It
1: could also cover up uh, embarrassment. If they're
0: embarrassed oh, yeah, for sure. you or something, yeah. they might smile. Um, yeah, Is that why everyone's always smiling at me? <laughs> <laughs> they're embarrassed for me. Uh, what else? Eye contact varies from place to place. Yeah, uh, Here in the United States, someone might think you're listening and uh, like very keyed into what you're saying. Or you're Ted Bundy. Or you're Ted Bundy. Or if you're in Africa, maybe, it might be disrespectful. To look someone right in the eye.
1: Yeah, and I looked around to find out what part of Africa, because I hate to leave it like that, you know,
0: yeah, on this massive continent.
1: Right. Do not look people in the <laughs> eyes. Yeah, I, doubt I that's couldn't true. find any, and everyone said some parts of Africa. Everywhere I looked, no yeah. one specifically said in the Congo it's um, considered uh, impolite or aggressive or something like that to, to maintain eye contact. It's definitely in in um, Japan. Yeah. If you make eye contact with somebody, you are saying I'm your superior. So oh, if you are man. socially or say business wise uh, an inferior to somebody, you're you're averting your gaze and it's respectful. In the U.S., oh. you shake hands and you make eye contact,
0: and you just you know climb the wrong right there. Unless you're Prince, and then he's like nobody can have hi- eye contact with me. Is that for real? Because he likes to do things that just I, mess with people for fun. I, I think. I think 90% of the stories you've heard about Prince are not true.
1: What about the him playing basketball? He's like a really good basketball player, though, says Charlie Murphy. Well, I believe in everything Charlie Murphy says. You. <laughs> <laughs> I found some more culturally bound stuff. What else? Thumbs up in New Zealand does not mean, like, right on.
0: Does that mean, a, like, a thumb up your butt?
1: Pretty much. Really? Yeah. Wow. You don't want to do that. Um, uh, similarly, when you make, like, the peace sign... As long as you're not showing the people the back of your hand. Sure, in England, that's... <clears> yeah, that's and in, in Australia, and I believe New Zealand, too. Like that movie, Bad Taste, the cover of it, the, I think Peter Jackson's first or second movie. Oh, right. The cover of it's like an alien going like that, and I'm like, what's he, What's two?
0: Yeah, why is he showing me the number two?
1: Then as I grew up, I learned to understand what that was. What else you got? Uh, in some cultures, nodding means no. No. Like, oh. nodding yes actually means no, like in Greece and Bulgaria.
0: Oh, wow. That could get uh, you in trouble.
1: Yeah, and in Mexico, <laughs> Mexico, this is what I found, Mexico, Haiti, and Spain, it is perfectly normal to go psst to a waiter, which I do. I don't do it to waiters, but I'm a psst kind of person. Oh, really? That's how you call someone over and get their attention. You may also
0: make kissing noises at them. To a waiter? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, I go to Mexico, I need my check, and I go,
1: I guess, according to this thing that I read, which seemed pretty legitimate, interesting, yeah,
0: what was the website?
1: I don't remember <laughs> oh, i'll I'll definitely send it to you to post, but it it's um it was like a it was researched material to be used by business people around the world, oh, okay if it was a hoax, then they did a pretty good job fooling me. Gotcha. All
0: right, well, let's take another break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh deciphering some of these nonverbal cues right after this
1: all right game off let's pause here to talk more about monopoly go because in monopoly go you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards it's very nice
0: that's right and the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much to get That's right, there's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. All right, so language uh, is a very precise thing, or it can, should be, or can be. Um, body language, would you would think, is just all over the map, but there are actually uh, some categories that some brilliant social scientists have come up with. Yeah, and I think they make sense.
1: Yeah, basically, the, they've broken it down into five categories or five types of nonverbal communication and body language. Yeah, um, there's emblems. It's like hanging a bird, yeah, or shaking your fist or something like that. Something that, that um is very symbolic of something else that you can also put into words, right? Who shakes a fist at someone? Some people do. Okay, it's a good, it's a it's a good, yeah, yeah. Because it's saying throw, throw
0: like up that middle finger, and then you're that's really that's very aggressive. Okay, that's very aggressive. I'm just kidding. I never flick someone a bird. Oh really? Oh yeah. Like in a car or something? No way. Yeah, apparently it's really dangerous. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that's why I do it. I think it's just—I mean, I'll get mad <laughs> and, you and say things, but I would never. I don't know who that person is. Yeah, could be a psycho. Yeah, then you're getting chased or you're getting shot at by someone because you felt road like rage. you just had to shoot a bird. Yeah, we talked about this in the road rage yeah. episode. Yeah, I wouldn't hang people the bird. That's not smart.
1: By the way, I want to update on that. I've, I've been improving more and more behaviorally. Oh, yeah? Even since the Road Rage episode. And I was already on the right path then.
0: So you're doing good behind the wheelies? Yeah, I'm or doing too? so good. I feel like I'm about the same.
1: Well, you've always been that way. Nah, but I get mad. One time you rode with me, I think it was the first time you ever rode with me, and I started yelling at somebody. You're like, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you well. seemed genuinely surprised. And I remember thinking, like, What's well, wrong? Abnormal.
0: <laughs> uh, well, that was probably because you were like sending an email with your left hand and driving with your knee, and had a coffee in the other. I've gotten so much better. That's <laughs> good. It's because you value your life. I do. It's great. <laughs> um, emblems after emblems, uh, illustrators, which um, like shaking your head to, uh, as far as emphasis, if to emphasize something you're saying, right? Like, uh, like no, sure. You can just say
1: no, but the person's like he doesn't really mean that until you shake your head while yeah. you say no, then and especially like no if you twice. do it slowly. Yeah, that you're really saying like, "Do not ask me again."
0: Yeah, boy, I never thought about that. The slow one really does mean something different. It does. It adds. It
1: bulks it up. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Um, regulators, uh, I think this is in a conversation to let someone else know. Uh-huh that maybe, all right, it's time for you to talk now, or it's time for me to talk.
1: Right, or it's time for us to stop talking, like looking at your watch. Or just getting the walking away.
0: That's, yeah. That's body language. Yeah,
1: I guess it is. <laughs> it definitely speaks volumes. Um, there's adapters, which uh, I guess have to do with the person listening, or I guess anybody, either one, uh, making themselves more comfortable. Like, you know, when you're in a conversation with somebody, and they just kind of shift in their seat.
0: Like settle in?
1: Yeah, now they could be doing it differently where they're fidgeting, they're shifting in their seat uncomfortably like they can't get comfortable. That says something totally different than somebody who's just like settling in, just making themselves more comfortable.
0: Right, or I guess if if you're having a conversation and someone just sits up on the edge of their seat, that kind of says, we're done here. Sure. Like, I'm about to get up. Yeah. So please say something in closure.
1: Yeah, especially if you sigh while you do that too, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And then there's affect displays. And these are the ones that most people think of when they think of body language. These are the ones that, um, you know, like where you make that, that face when you eat something putrid or your shoulders right. go up around your ears when you're scared all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, if you're mad, it's emotional-based. Yeah. Emotion-based? Emotion yeah,
1: based. like your your eyebrows furrow. Right. Uh, there's just so much body language. I came across this one guy from 1978, an M. Argyle. No idea what the M stands for, but in 1978, Professor M. Argyle, a researcher of body language, said that there's probably something like 700,000 words in the body language, human body language. I have no idea how he or she came up with that.
0: That seems high.
1: But it's fun to throw out there.
0: Junk science. 1978. Yeah, you could say anything back then (laughs) as far as like social psychology. Yeah. Um misinterpreting body language is uh we talked a little bit about that. That is very easy to do. Um they have one uh little uh anecdotal story about a woman who was a consultant that I think she was pitching to the CEO of a big company mm-hmm. and um the guy just sat there basically with his arms crossed and didn't emote and at the end was just like thank you and she thought, Well, I've blown this one and turns out that is just the way that guy is. He, he loved, he like loved a the jerk I know. He loved the presentation. And uh, if he hadn't liked it, he just would have left, is what uh, the uh, partner said, I think. Yeah. So you can easily misinterpret body language. Um, I don't know if it's... I guess it could be dangerous. And that Well, I mean, that's part of the problem. It can
1: be dangerous, especially when you apply it to law enforcement. Like um, Paul Ekman, we talked about him heavily in the micro-expressions episode because yeah. he basically studied micro-expressions through facial movement facial muscle movement, and figured out what each one meant. And he came up with the um, facial action coding system, the FACS, which apparently the FBI and other law enforcement agencies use to tell whether you're lying or you're hiding something in an interrogation. Misreading that, that's dangerous. That's when it becomes dangerous, for sure.
0: Yeah, this uh, dude I was talking about, Joe Navarro, who was a 25-year vet of the FBI. Yeah. He's written a lot about body language. Right. And he's one of the ones that warns about the myths and, and misreading things. But um, his uh, he wrote a whole article on shoulders. And he said everyone's always talking about the face and facial expressions. He thinks you can read a lot into the shoulders of a person. Yeah. Uh, whether it's slumping or sure. bowing up. or uh, And then he actually talked to criminals over his entire career and said, what do you look for in a victim? So if you're looking to not be victimized, you might want to avoid these things. Okay. Uh, looking frail or weak or not athletic. Yeah. Work out. Yeah, or just, you know, try and carry yourself like you're not frail or weak. Mhm. You know, and I think that's a lot to do with the shoulders. Um situational awareness, which is a big one. Yeah. If you just look like you're have your head in the clouds. That's one for Maybe me. Be a target. Yeah. What you're in your head about something. Sure. Yeah. Uh and then um the way someone swings their arms. Um like vigor vigorously or bit real subdued or not at all. Like on that one episode <laughs> yeah, of Seinfeld, Seinfeld Yeah. That was, it was that Raquel Welch.
1: No, it was, um, well, yeah, it ended up as Raquel Welch, but right. it was Molly, uh, Shannon. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> she remembers. She like swept. Yeah. The,
0: <laughs> s- what, Elaine's desk just clean. Oh, yeah. I love really Molly Shannon. Episode. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. She's fantastic. Um, so what was, yeah, the arm swing and basically, uh, what these criminals would say to him over and over is, you know, they the silverbacks don't go after other silverbacks. They go after the weak ones. And they said it's the same with criminals. So like, keep those shoulders straight. And, uh, I was like, what's a silverback? I forgot. This for sounds minute.
1: like a criminal corporate buzz
0: speak. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, silverbacks, it's the local soccer team. How do you not know what that is? Is it? Sure. That's what I thought. Yeah.
0: Uh, what else we got? Oh, these, uh, these people that try and coach you, we were going to mention them. Yeah. Nut jobs. I don't think they're nut jobs.
1: Dude. Okay. The one, the one person who emerges as a hero from this article says, be very careful in trying to pay attention to your body language and speak consciously through it because you're going to, you're going to have massive problems. Yeah. That's not what body language is intended for. So the people who say, no, master your body language and use it to communicate, yeah. you're going to come off as a f- creep. Right. An aggressive, weirdo, corporate creep if you do that.
0: Well, yeah. And, and I mean, if you're making a presentation, it's hard enough to get the words right. Yeah. So if you start thinking like about every single movement you make and yes. what that conveys, yeah. I, don't th- I agree. I don't think you're doing yourself any favors. Or
1: like if you go to, again, a car sales a car lot, right? Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to make sure I look very defensive and aggressive. So I'm going to go rigid and my shoulders are going to go up. Right. The car salesman's going to be like, that that guy's walking like a robot. I'm going to take him <laughs> for a ride. True. You know? There's it, you you just you could conceivably speak through your body language more. I don't dispute that. Right. You can become more aware of your natural body language, too. I don't dispute that either. But when you focus on it and use it as a technique to manipulate other people, yeah. I, I have issues with that.
0: Well, here was one idea I didn't think was terrible. Like, if you are if you do a lot of public speaking, then um, maybe watching yourself with the sound off. Sure. I didn't disagree with that one either. That's not a terrible idea, yeah. I think. As a um, matter
1: of fact, I was like, maybe, maybe I should try that. No,
0: don't do that. <laughs> Uh, The other technique um, that was brought up was called mirroring. That means, and this just sounds crazy to me, this is when you actually try and mimic the person you're talking to, mimic their body language and expressions to, I guess, to make them feel
1: more comfortable to you. People are attracted to themselves as the basis of it. Oh, okay. So when you uh, mimic them, they feel more relaxed around you. They're like, I really like that person. I like the cut of their jib. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But they're actually mimicking your own body language. If you're leaning leaning against the wall, right? They're they're going to lean against the wall too. That's disconcerting. It is. That's that's nuts. You shouldn't do that to people. That's manipulative and weird. And it just be yourself. How about that?
0: Yeah, I think this quote sums it up. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying. Sorry, trying to use body language by reading a body language dictionary is like trying to speak French by reading a French dictionary. See, so you, you can list off all the nonverbal cues in the world, but mm-hmm. If you try and learn the body language, quote, unquote, because of that, <laughs> yeah. then you're just going to end up confused or you're going to miss something they actually said. Yeah. And plus,
1: also, context is huge, too. Like, if you're just watching somebody's body language, like a hawk in a conversation, yeah. you don't necessarily know that person's baseline. So what is, yeah. by definition, is body language dictionary, a red flag. Right doesn't necessarily mean it's a red flag with that person you know like if they're yawning are they bored right or are they nervous right you've got to have context and you can't just you can't just read people like that it's stupid go with your gut sure um, but I don't think you should actively try to read it if you want to go ahead I don't care yeah <laughs> I'm not going to
0: I did read an article with one um, uh, woman who uh, was an expert supposedly and she did talk a lot about the baseline. She's like, that's the most important thing. Yeah. You don't know. You got to know how someone normally is. Are they twitchy? Yeah. Then uh, if you're, they're twitching the conversation, that's normal for them.
1: Right. So I, It doesn't I, mean that you can't trust what they're saying right then. It yeah. just means that they're a little
0: awkward. Yeah. Like me.
1: You're not awkward. You got anything else? Nope. Friends, that is body language. And if you want to know more about it, you can type these... Words, body language, into the search bar at howstuffworks.com. And since I said friends, it's time for listener mail.
0: Uh, this is from. This is a question, actually. I said we'd answer on the air. Uh, hey guys, been listening for quite a few years, and you've seen me through a lot of years of growth, out of high school and into my own as nice. an adult. Uh, I have a question that's been a challenge for me recently. I'm studying permaculture. Uh, quite intensively and parts of the study are pretty depressing like climate change species lost and unfair trade uh, i try to reflect positives only to my clients who are trying to grow their own food because i'd rather encourage them to sustain themselves physically and emotionally than feel guilted or trapped into changing a lifestyle i realize that having the opportunity and time to focus on ethical choices is a luxury and want to avoid shaming people uh, i think this approach uh, is good for my own well-being because Tackling issues bigger than myself seems more harmful than productive. But like you, part of my job uh, is education. Um, so the question is, how do you guys deal with darker topics that you cover? I really appreciate the way you do it some uh, and would like some insight and advice. How you prevent these topics from weighing too heavily on you and still live a life of enjoyment, uh, yet conveying topics uh, honestly? And that is from Annalise in Australia. Nice. Ew. Um... I think my answer is like when we cover something like uh, dementia or HIV, like we recently did, mm-hmm. we're always going to have humor in there, respectfully and in the right ways, because so sure. that's what we do.
1: Plus, also that helps when we're getting this stuff across. It's not like it's not like we're causing dementia. We're just saying like here's all the information that that right. we found on this. Here's everything you need to know about dementia. And I think the thing that that allows us to go from you know, a lighthearted topic to a very dark topic to whatever. Is is that we're we're putting it out there as objectively as possible or as unbiased as possible. Trying to. We're not passing much judgment on it. Depending on the topic. But for the most part we don't really pass too much judgment on it. And yeah. I think that that allows us to, to talk about anything.
0: Yeah, and as far as taking it home, um, if we do something that's a big bummer that it really impacts me it'll bum me out for sure. Yeah. But um just like anything else. I think knowledge is, is key to uh, the more you know about something, the less um, scared you might be of it. Yeah. How's you just, that?
1: You just go work it out, you know? Good answer? Yeah, that's a great answer, Chuck. Me too. If you want to get in touch with Chuck or me or Jerry uh, or anybody who we could conceivably pass a message along to, right? Yeah. You can t- <laughs> You can tweet to us at podcasts you can join us on facebook.com stuffyoushouldknow. You can send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, stuffyoushouldknow.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through.